0: Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. This show features the open-minded musings of two late 40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance each. I'm your co-host Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises which is a guy walking around with a cracked iPhone screen, neglecting to get it fixed. <laughs> do you remember the Onion headline?
1: New iPhone model targeted at 20-something women comes with a pre-cracked screen.
0: <laughs> I, think I do remember that one
1: the it's onion, a good one. It's the good
0: onion one. came you know there was a topic this week uh, uh, I had been a while since I saw people sharing onion headlines I'm, I'm it's gonna sound stupid because I can't remember what it was but it actually was something it was, no, it was so looking, memorable then I know it, it was, was legit great funny well it's just unusual because back in the day we used to just like share the headlines as memes when we use things like Facebook and Twitter but the onion isn't a name I've uh, thought of in a long time because of you know really? apparently I still
1: it. look at it I still look at it every couple
0: weeks well I think what is it they, they changed hands corporately a few times I think they're only by um, you know a hedge fund or private equity now, and you know the, the AV club has been hollowed out. It's like whatever the sort of prestige that Onion had at one point has just been completely destroyed by new media. You know they just they did not find a way to age and, and, and roll it over into some new form.
1: Uh, they have their moments. So I'm looking at it now. Is it candidates spend GOP debate trying to hogtie greased up nude man representing woke mind virus?
0: No, no. I mean that's no. It was something simpler. Uh, oh, and I think it was something about uh, banana still the best uh, object for. Oh, in, yes. Improvising like a phone call, that sort of
1: thing. Yeah, I saw it. That was last week. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. The you know. timeless ones. The timeless ones always always oh, get you. Yeah. Remember we used to do this,
0: uh, my friends over at the Reductress. You know, Reductress was, you know, they had a real swing. I guess it was about five or six years ago. And um, they too had a lot of name recognition. They had great writers as well. And I know that they're still What do you mean pretty- had? Are they gone? No, it's just that the heat's off of it. I don't see it anywhere I go the way I used to. It just doesn't exist in the, in the usual, you know, the, the, the railways of, of, of information.
1: You got to make room for the new brand of
0: comedy, e.g. Skibbity Toilets. You get to find your way to the biggest thing in the world. You know, the, the yeah. largest brand. Anyway. It is. To, to say that, I'm
1: quoting a video I watched. To say that Skibbity Toilets has taken over YouTube is a
0: huge understatement. It's a massive understatement.
1: This thing I hadn't heard of till five days ago uh and a website that i visit almost every day
0: yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so introduce yourself by the way
1: oh yeah thank you bill i am noah tarno i'm the founder and senior quiz master of the big quiz thing the trivia game show spectacular welcome to our show friends guys we, we
0: got but, noah for one week only so we're gonna use one him. week only baby yeah, we're gonna use him thank here. you for
1: for spending time with us yeah. uh we're getting old we're getting tired and yeah, we've previewed our topic this week. We're looking at skibbity toilets. If you don't know what that is, we'll explain it. But, and, you you know, don't, and
0: you don't know what it is. Trust me, you don't know what it is. You might. You
1: might. I mean, the guy who suggested this to us, he's like our age, and he yeah. knew what it was, right? I guess so. Anyway, so we we try to we're trying to keep up, folks. We we, we want to stave off our relevance as long as humanly possible, and we we look at things that are happening in are new, that are hot. Often, it's meme culture, and this is an example of that. And um uh acquaintance of the show steve flack suggested we look at skibbity toilets it's a i mean i think there's a good argument it's the hottest meme of the year based on what i read yeah right yeah and self-reported
0: youtube reporting on their own self but yeah the the numbers don't seem to bear that out
1: less less than a year old but i I, you know what i saw reading around in it there was a thirty dollars a child's skibbity toilets halloween costume
0: yeah and that that plush. You could There's order. plushies from China, as, as I saw. Oh, really? It oh, yeah. doesn't
1: take them long to pull together. Yeah. So, so Bill, tell us, what is, what the hell are we talking about? What is, I, at first I thought it was Skibidi, but it's Skibidi. Skibidi. Based yeah. on the, the earworm that's part of the soundtrack of it. Yeah. What is Skibidi Toilets?
0: S-K-I-B-I-D-I, as it's written. I'm sure yes. you already saw that. Uh, Skibidi Toilet is a series of viral animated shorts which appear on the YouTube channel network. Uh, and specifically, the actual user DaFuck Bang Boom. I believe that's it. DaFuck, D A F U Q, being Q at this point. Right. Bang Boom. Uh, I love
1: how in the old days, like there'd be entire departments in, like, you know, Warner Brothers, or whatever, in the golden age of Hollywood, deciding what someone's. Stage name should be deciding yeah. that Francis Gum should be Judy Garland. Yes, yes. but now just one jerk off in his basement. And where's this guy Georgia, yeah. the nation of Georgia, the
0: nation of Georgia? Yeah,
1: comes up with you know the fuck boom, and like that becomes the new name of a star.
0: Yeah, we'll, you we'll, know? we'll do just, that. We'll do that. We already ran yeah. through all the yeah Francis Gums of the world. We're onto this now. Yeah, Judy uh, Garland. so the fuck boom. <clears throat> is the shingle of a 25 year old Georgian animator. By the way, the capital of Georgia. I was, I was, I was forget this. Tbilisi. Tbilisi. You don't need to know this, but I do like to know these things. Anyway, I don't know if he's Tbilisi uh, a resident or not, but it's, it's a small country in the in the Caucasus. I,
1: I mean, I believe there are places in Georgia other than Tbilisi. I don't oh, think. am sure there like, are, but I'm sure. I don't it's think also, it's like Singapore.
0: It's also a lot like, of goat, you know, goat goat herd villages and whatnot. I'm sure Caucasus. Right. He's really, in his. Yeah. Right.
1: So he's in his he's he's making these memes. I mean, maybe he's a goat herder. You never know. No, it's true.
0: Um, this Georgian animator, this guy, the Fuck Boom. I mean, at the he he it is alternative. He's called the Fuck Boom. The channel is that, but his real name is Alexei Garasimov. Um, and the the, the I think yeah, 25 years old, as I already said. The appeal, for what it's worth, this is a sprawling multi-part saga of flying toilet bowls with an angry grinning man's head poking out from the hole marching over the world like a conquering force and the only opposition which can stop the toilet army are um camera-headed men in trench coats who fight them in these massive kaiju battles through the city right. streets that's it's a lot some, some some
1: have non-camera heads some have tv heads some have speaker and some, heads yeah right speaker heads and some aren't men some are women
0: oh that's true they they they're dimorphic yeah. if you want to think about it yeah Uh, Yeah, so the thing is, there's there's that. And, you know, there's a whole long, uh, twisted mythology to get to, you know, what I just described as sort of what's happening now.
1: 67 parts? 67 parts as of this week? Yeah, thereabouts. I can't say I watched 67
0: parts, but that's as many many as exist.
1: I'd probably watch half of them. Wow, okay, good for you. Yeah, I mean, they're short. They're two minutes at the most, I believe
0: yeah yeah so, well here's yeah. the the reason why we're talking about it is is as noah already said this the scale of this phenomenon right gerasimov started the video series early this year 2023 too i don't know i would say a little fanfare but it was big fanfare compared to whatever i you know do with on right you know youtube in terms of my channel which doesn't really engage anybody right. the thing is because by, you're
1: the true victim here bill you're the people you're need to victim.
0: know that's true i'm the yeah. true victim by april yeah. 2023 defuck bloom entered the 50 most viewed YouTube channels in the United States, in the United States, uh, at 33rd place. This is April 2023, uh, 2023, yeah. So by June, the channel had achieved a milestone of five billion with a B, B as in boy, as I say when I'm talking on the phone with somebody spelling my name out. Um YouTube has uh, called this its meme of 2023. And every year I didn't realize this YouTube interesting uh, they, they issue a year end wrap up a sort of a precie of what the sort of year has been like and that they 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 term it themselves this is their meme of 2023. Uh and so uh Garasimov has given few interviews. Uh no a, or I should say a few interviews. Hasn't been that many it's true. He's notably like reticent or either unable to speak with some degree of eloquence about his phenomenon, but uh, you know, to have it explained to you by cultural mandarins on TikTok and YouTube, they distill the ingredients, which are repurposed sprites from video games, uh, around 15 years old at this point, and some remix songs from Timbaland and some Turkish pop singer, and it also involves the use of open source animation software called Source filmmaker these are all very baroque obscure pieces to kind of create a world beater from But hey, baroque the, and obscure to us yeah well i mean i would assume not everybody knew those pieces and you know together they're creating this thing but it's right. like it's but, a but lucky that, that video
1: game style aesthetic that he uses for his animation i am only dimly familiar with but there are people who live and breathe and eat that style
0: Yeah. And who knows? I mean, again, we can talk, we can debate or discuss the size of it. We're dealing with a lot of clicks and a lot of subscribers and a lot of engagement. But the question is, what does that mean? Anyway. Welcome to
1: 2023.
0: So the series has been termed by some natterers and I spent the last day or so reading and, and, and looking at videos from these natterers. Uh, they described it as Gen Alpha's Slender Man, which, Noah, is the first <laughs> reference on this show to the new audience yeah. of people born in the 2010s and their particular media diet. Yes. Which I believe some of the controversy, if you want to call it that, is that their media... Is generally unrecognizable to even Generation Z people who have been right. tastemakers and, and, and pushers along the way.
1: And so it goes, my friend. Know, the wheel of time keeps turning. Well, we're used I mean, to it's, this. We, we
0: you know we were made irrelevant I mean, 15 years ago. You know,
1: there's gonna be, we're gonna be at this someday at the supermarket, those magazines about being old and celebrities from your day are gonna have, you know, memes from the from 2005 as like old people fodder. I mean, we'll be we'll be food for worms by then. Yeah. But it's going to happen, man. I mean, they keep coming. They keep coming. No matter how grim the world gets, people keep shooting out babies and those babies keep building brains and those brains keep engaging with culture. So It's no, never going to end.
0: Tell me about Skibbity Tarno. What do you think about this phenomenon? Uh,
1: okay, so you suggested this topic as our next topic like five days ago. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not complaining. Thank God. This has been a real heavy week for me work-wise. December's my company's busy season. We're having a good one. I'm, I'm very happy and excited about that. But I'm, I'm no to grindstone here. Very heavy week for me. Um, you know, some challenges. So really a lot. Uh, my brain's been pretty packed with mush. And you suggested we look at something that A, comes from meme culture. So already I'm going to go, oh. And B, has the word toilet in it. So I saw the suggestion and my first reaction, Bill, was not, you were not my favorite person for a few moments there. I might have stuck a few pins into my Bill Scurry voodoo doll. I might have driven down to Spencer Gifts and bought a new roll of Bill Scurry toilet paper. I have to admit, I was not thrilled with you at the moment. But, Bill, I got to tell you, I like this. I like skimmedy toilets. Okay. Uh, All right. It's, it's, yeah, let's get into this. It's kind of funny. Is wholly original. I mean, this who, what drugs was this guy doing to come up with this shit? Uh, it's very weird, and I like delightfully weird. It's you know, it's odd and bizarre. Um, it's got some pretty good action scenes. You know, I mean, I, I know the animation is kind of hearkening back to this older, more simplistic style, but I don't know enough about animation to to have that be a downside for me. I like it. I like the way it's animated. Uh, I think the sound design is terrific. I think it's very well made. And you know, at first I'm like, what the hell am I watching? What is this narrative? What's the story? You know, I was reading articles about it that kind of said, well, the the toilets with the human heads shooting out take over the world, and then they're opposed by the army of the camera heads, and the speaker heads show up, and then the the um and then the the toilets kind of co-op some of the speaker heads, and the spe- it looks like the speaker heads are fighting each other. But after watching a bunch of these, I, it sort of carries you along with the narrative. You sort of get an idea of what's going on here. This is an apocalyptic thing where the toilet heads are just, you know, the, the camera heads are taking the last stand against the toilet heads. And there's good use of like motif. You're, you you got to see the look on Bill's face, people. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, it's it's got the good story, storytelling technique of um, motifs. You know, uh, the end of every video after a, vi- you know, the, the camera heads basically defeat the toilet skibbity toilets by, by flushing them. And there's a good animation technique where the elongated head kind of swirls down the toilet. And then most of the videos, these are one or two minutes, end with, uh, you see a, a thumbs up from one of the camera speaker head people. Uh, the way they flush is a, is a good visual technique. And there's the song that gets stuck in your head, which is slowed down, sped up, remixed, which is, yeah, the, the mashup of the Timbaland song and the, the Turkish song, skibbity bum 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 bum, which, yeah, earworm. Uh, and as I said, it's delightfully weird. I, when I have more time on my hands, I would like to get high and watch these. And I think, I think that it actually has something to say. You know, I, I sent you that video, Bill, from this YouTube channel. Had you heard of this channel before called Film Theory?
0: There's so many of these things now. It's one of a billion. The
1: balls it takes just to call yourself Film Theory, you know. Who's gonna that stop you? was like a goddamn it, textbook you know? when I was in college in the 90s, right? Uh, so this guy he has that annoying video cadence you want to stick his face into a toilet but he makes his 18 minute video where he weaves this whole idea about what it's about and it's about he he has this commentary this is skibbity toilets is about the history i'm not quoting him; i'm just sort of it's about the history of filmmaking and the meme and youtube era and this guy's kind of an idiot he's definitely reading into it too much but he makes a few salient points that were enough to convince me that if you want to Skibbity Toilets does have a commentary about media in it. It's not as trenchant as this guy thinks. It's basically toilets, crap, shit, has kind of co-opted and is threatening old media or simply the idea of filmmaking. It's now just slapping shit together, right? Uh, As for, you know, the idea that this is not mainly college students sitting around, you know, eating edibles watching it, that it's a kid's thing, that it's little kids. Generation Alpha was... What are they saying? Is it most 13, 14, born, born in the 19, Born in the 2010s. Teen? But 2010s, 2010s, right. So, you know, I'm not sure that thrills me because it's very dark, very violent. But it's so ridiculous. It's not like one of these violent things like, oh, it's going to, you know, now kids are going to stick their heads out of toilets and attack people with, and blow shit up. Uh, you know, come on. So I'm not sure I'm thrilled that this is little kid stuff, but... I can't get worked up about this. So, I don't know. This gets a thumbs up for me.
0: Thumbs up. Okay, that's strong. You know, uh,
1: I... D- d- I wouldn't say it's that strong. It's also appropriate. It didn't really... Motif, it,
0: but, it didn't really yeah. affect me too much one way or the other. Uh, once I understood what I was what I was looking at, the phenomenon was more interesting than the actual thing. But let's just... If we're going to discuss the form of Skibbity Toilet for a second. Um, it, it, the first thing I thought of is the art convention's that are as old as 20th century popular culture. Going back to Warhol and and Richard Prince, these these artists who made millions of dollars became tycoons in the art world by recombining... Images right. and things that already existed, right. you know, um,
1: and sometimes ripping people off. Do you want to get started about how I think Roy Lichtenstein is a piece of shit or what? No, that's
0: you gang him in this. That's exactly because all the, the Russ Heath and the uh, uh, John Romita comics that he ripped off and became a millionaire. Uh, that and John Romita never got to enjoy that same renown. I think that's I think that's fair. Is this is the repurposing of other people's art by swiping images and characters? But the thing is that. That's kind of the way this Generation Alpha rolls. And even the Zeds before that, to some degree, you know, they engage in something like fair use without really quite understanding what fair use is uh, and why we have it and how to sort of execute it, you know, responsibly. It's like people take things. I think they- it's
1: I think it's older than, I mean, you make the point, it's, it's older going back then. But I think the way, in terms of the way they roll, I think it's older than Generation Alpha. I think it started started with us and it and it's the bread and butter of the millennials even, uh, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that could be that could be fair. But I think the idea that people have tried to right. clarify fair use for the purpose of that, it's like, here's what you should understand about what you can get away with and like what you should curb yourself from doing rather than just crashing through gates to say it's like, at least use fair use creatively to to protect the people who are using the stuff responsibly as opposed to the people who are being pirates or a little, a little piratical about the concept, you know? It's like you know, the, the, there's this idea that you you know you just take the you just kind of steal shit because you want it. You just copy paste it into oblivion. That that is like you said, it is really the way of the Z's and the millennials, and 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 it's like just I, I I'm gonna put this out there it doesn't without attribution or I'm gonna use this without attribution, even if I don't take credit for it. I'm not giving credit for who originally you know. Not all this stuff has been lost. Lost to the to the ancients, you know. Uh, look, the the, the the actual episodes are, like you said, mostly nonsensical. The, I think the concept is very easy to get about the whole thing about, oh, this is shit. Considering it's like a 25-year-old person commenting, it's like, what is it? You think it's going to get any better? He's 25 and saying that media is shit to him now? It's like, imagine being 50 and looking. It's like things have been shit since the late 90s, for Christ's sake. You know, if you want to make a point about that. Right. It's weird because you could almost find this at the Guggenheim or... The Whitney Biennial
1: or the the
0: New Museum. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, but you, you make a salient point that this is of the tradition. Going back to... I mean, my God, how, how pointy-hitter are we comparing Skibbity Toilets to Warhol and Richard Prince? But I think you make a... You know, I'll piss on Roy Lichtenstein, but, you know, there's a reason people liked it. And it's similar, I think, to a lot of what's going on with skib. Here's the thing. People... Those had reference. People knew what a soup can was. People didn't know who Russ Heath and John Romita was, but they knew what comic book panels were. I don't think most of the people, especially if they're 12, know what Skibbity Toilets is pulling from. Oh,
0: that's completely fair. They think this is original. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't know what he's pulling from. I don't I don't no, I know Am I
0: supposed to recognize those faces. The form though the form it's like I realize I've seen video art like I'm not saying it's Nam June Paik or or somebody like or Matthew Barney. However, it's like it's not too far off from those. It, you know, I don't know how whatever kind of outsider art you have to it, but also maybe the guy is an actual practitioner of some kind of like orthodoxy of art, although I think he's more or less self-trained and keeps his tool palette something very minimal but I kind of thought it's like, why, why not? This is sort of like Skibbity Twin Peaks. The channel had about one and a quarter million subscribers when it posted the first Skibbity
1: Toilet video back in February. Now, just five months later, it's already past 20 million. So yeah, to say that this thing has taken over YouTube, it'd be a major understatement. Why, why is it so popular?
0: Well, I I thought of the back rooms. It's like much like the back rooms. It's sort of, Uh, it's a a self-made DIY lo-fi. Effort, which which offers, I mean, as as you've proven, it it offers a seemingly endless amount of episodes cranked out of a relatively short period of time. It allows the viewer to sort of lurch and sag and slump from from one installment to another. It, it it' nearly ad infinitum just because there's so much of this stuff out there. also, yeah, and what you said uh, in the last segment there. The imagery and style of Skibbity Toilet, you know, is is kind of the jagged and nonsensical coin of the realm, of this particular realm. You know, it's an incomprehensible weaving of, of sound and picture. And I think, you know, to be fair, I think some of it appeals because it is indecipherable to most people over the age of 14 years old. It's it's a little bit of that don't trust anyone over 30 shit, where it's like, this is, this is you know, where once it was, oh, Livy was, was it Livy was riz by baby Gronk and we had to sit here and... God, yes, and puzzle. what You that's, have to remind me of this shit. Well, We had to Topics puzzle from out what that six months said. ago. Yeah, right. It's like, and somebody says, <sighs> somebody says, ate it up all. You know, no crumbs, no cap. It's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I, gotta, you know, I don't know I what these. Literally,
1: are. have never heard those words before.
0: I, well, it's true. So yeah, all right. Now, he, here's something even bigger. You know, uh, we talk about 10 billion hits, 65 billion impressions. This guy's made eight, 38 trillion dollars. He's, he's, you know, he 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 lives <laughs> he's in a, the,
1: the world's first
0: trillionaire. <laughs> He just he is the guy is the fuck boom to fuck with a Q. He started a, a rocket. He's like competing with SpaceX. Right. You know. Anyway,
1: well, I mean, is he a Nazi? If he's not a Nazi, you know, yeah. okay. That's All right, how, but how
0: about this? And and this I this cut right to the quick. Me once I realized this is generally nonverbal. It's, it's yeah. So I think there's this, no dialogue in no, this. There's no, basically so no dialogue. So you know what this means? Yeah. It, it means this is this is easily edible. I shouldn't say maybe easily edible, but you can append the word easy if you want. It's edible by every human being on Earth with a smartphone screen in their pocket. Yes, which I think so it,
1: everyone but the Sentinelese Islanders. Well, one one of one the of mascots the, of the I don't get a podcast.
0: There was a problem in Jakarta. Some some people were saying that Skibbity Toilet was creating a syndrome among their children because they were just sort of becoming like lotus eaters and so it's like oh i guess you know why Get the would you fuck out of here parents were complaining about their children watching this and it caused a little bit of a sensation i mean so if people are watching this on the sumatran um, in, in archipelago somewhere in jakarta then you know just imagine where it's, that means it's all over the world
1: yeah that's a good point that you know when you hear about a lot of the reason that hollywood has gone all in on you know superheroes and shit blown up and jurassic park park 12 is just because that stuff will sell better in China and Indonesia, and you know friggin Burkina Faso, probably not there. um, yeah, I didn't think of that it's got it's got appeal it's it's not language based or at least not ninety eight percent of it um yeah, I think those are good points. I mean, I think it's delightfully weird. I think it's a, a wacky juxtaposition, you know of post apocalyptic stuff blowing up and silly music and toilets. Kids love it because they love toilet humor so anything with a toilet has got a leg up among children under 10 um but you know and again maybe i'm like this film theory guy reading into it too much but you know kids are kids these days kids these days they're coming up in a dark world it's a scary world things are dark you know i mean i think there's a good side to that is they're tougher than us so they'll be you know if anyone can save humanity it's them but you know maybe the wacky silliness they like having an apocalyptic feel because this feel like I was little kids into apocalyptic stuff. Like I don't want to be a scold, like that's not healthy, but like, I also just wonder why it just seems like not something I think of children being into, but maybe children now it makes sense because they live in, you know, God help us an apocalyptic world. So yeah, apocalypse plus apocalypse plus toilets equals appeal to children born in the 20 teens. How about that?
0: In episode 20, after going toe-to-toe against the G-Man, the
1: camera Titan flies away, flying past two very important buildings, the Twin
0: Towers. No, would you have liked Skibbity Tarno as a kid? Absolutely. And
1: I, I think, I mean, again, if I were a kid now, I'm probably into darker stuff. I would think it was funny, like I say, the juxtaposition of toilets and shit blowing up, and I'd probably watch that film theory guy and not think he's annoying and think he's a genius and want to be like him and try to make videos like him and they'd suck. But I'd be proud of myself because I'm like, oh, it's deep, man. This isn't just funny. This is deep. This says something. It's got a comment about culture and media. And, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be like a whole media theorist guy. I studied that in school. And it was interesting. And I still, you know, on this show, I still wave my flag that, like, media literacy is super important and we don't learn it enough. So I think the roots of that were in me at a very young age, this idea of, like, media is something to study and pontificate about. And yeah, I think this would have that kind of appeal to me because there, there is, I think there's, I mean, I'm picturing the Fuck Boom watching that video, the film theory guy and going, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I didn't think of any of this.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, do you remember at the height of Sopranos mania, there were all these articles talking about like, oh, the deepness and the message and all that. And then when you, they'd interview the writers to Sopranos, like we're just sitting around thinking what would be interesting. Like we're not going that deep into it. So, I kind of imagined the fuck boom thinking that, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's, you know, writing a treatise here. Anyway, the point is, I think there's something to say, but it's easily accessible enough that it would really appeal to Noah if he were Gen Alpha or Gen, what, what comes after Gen Beta that's going to come Gen, next?
0: Gen uh, Gimmel? I don't know.
1: Gen, Gen Gimmel? <laughs> They're all connected. That's man. your friend. Your friend Gen,
0: at the, from Temple is Gen Gimmel. Jen Gimmel is my friend. <laughs> By the
1: way, speaking of Gimel, Gimel Nun Hei Shin, happy Hanukkah, everyone. That's right. I, I always forget which well I know none means none, haha. When drag the rules of dreidel folks. We can get into that later. Uh anyway, how did I get on that? Uh, uh, so yes, if I were, if I were a kid, I'd be into this go.
0: Well, I, I certainly had a taste for serialized adventure. Um, leaving, no, there is that. Yeah, leaving leaving thematics aside, you know, I'm 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 much like anyone else who looks like me and anyone else on this phone call right now. I'm a cartoon and comic book devourer. I've been since the early 1980s. I understand the fever of watching an adventure play out from week to week. You know, in serialized short blast. But I like I said, leaving theme aside, leaving uh uh it's really the question is whether the, the sort of nonsense surreality illiteracy, media illiteracy form of this skibbity toilet thing, uh even though it has the earmarks of a thing that you could watch, like you know, the the, the idea that they're kaiju battles and the, the vocabulary of the action it seems to be patterned on the way movies look today with huge monsters and combat and you know something else it was the idea that this is all shot almost from that cloverfield vantage point like everything you're watching is from a man's eye view um
1: well the, the, I, I believe it's supposed to be a camera eye yes okay one of the camera heads it is yeah, but, but, but the idea
0: points. is that you, you don't get you don't get a sort of multi it the whole thing it takes place in one cut you know you're, you're not really watching multi-camera you know a, a single camera edit you're watching almost like it's taken place by aghast onlookers who are seeing all this play in front of you. It never really cuts to different things. The editing, is never, the editing is all done in camera, let's put it that way. But you know, would this have had the appeal of Cobra Commander? No, or Skeletor.
1: By now, you've seen this series called Skibbity Toilet. It's taken the YouTube Shorts format by Storm. It's a reference of the apocalypse, but a skibbity. I mean, so what are we supposed to think of? The toilets turn people into toilets. Yeah. They never really say where the toilets come from. Yes. The first video is just sort of this random thing, like the camera goes into a bathroom and the head comes up and sings Skibbity Toilet. Yes. So the toilets are taking over the world by turning people into toilets, right? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah. So this this is the apocalypse that awaits us all according to the funk boom, is the toilop, toilet... toilet collapse. That doesn't work. <laughs> no, not really. Doesn't work at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: The Apocalypse, yeah, how about that? That works, that
0: actually works better.
1: Right, so it's a reference of the Apocalypse, but is it actual harbinger? Is the popularity, is the YouTube canonization of skibbity toilets yet another sign that the human's time has is drawing to a close?
0: Well, how about this? I, I'm kind of going to like pivot on the ball of my foot for a second and and, and push this Apocalypse dis- uh, discussion into a weird place because I, I think we, we've blown the proportion... Of the worth of a YouTube subscriber and their commensurate engagement, which is essentially the reason why we're talking about this, is not because of the art of it. it, is because of the magnitude. Let's you know, I don't want I don't want to lose that in the middle of this and turns to talk about toilets, talk about the size of the audience and who the audience is. So I mean, I think that. Um, the whole idea of the YouTube subscriber, the 50 billion clicks and, you know, whenever, uh, Psy, you know, Gangnam Style was like the first billion turnover, uh, clip yes. thing. First
1: sp- video to reach a billion views was Gangnam Style. Right. But, this, but I don't, is there one skibbity toilet clip that made a billion? No, 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 it's aggregate. Add all 80 of them together. Yeah,
0: he's hitting, he's hitting double digit millions per. And so in aggregate, right. you're talking about a billion. Billion with a billion, B as I but the thing is it's like really with a like I said it it's like the, the let's go back to what uh, a youtube subscriber and a click and engagement is. I mean, I really think it 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 bears the value of the Zimbabwean dollar or the Indonesian rupiah, <laughs> you know? I think it's the value and and, and the worth is is it's just, you know, beyond the image is just completely far-fetched, you know, but YouTube gets to define its own rules and like it, it it indexes its own worth beyond any reasonable outside metric, you know, everybody just sort of takes the thing it's like here, here's what we're going to say this. We're setting the market, we're setting the products. It's a, you know, and and we're selling it at the same time. We just run all the, you know, and it's like it's your job to just come in here and accept our rules, you know what I'm saying? And it's like a, that a cell trained animator created a successful property out again, I will say out of other people's ideas without recompense. Is bad is actually bad enough. Okay, I understand. Mm, this is no, what's okay. happening. That's 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 not good. You know, but now I think YouTube is clearly rewarding this practice. They are, they are guarding it. They're guarding what this guy has done. And they're saying that he's one of their children, you know, and, and what, let's just say simultaneously YouTube is punishing producers, content producers for using the word fuck, which is why people, it's so it's stupid, it's so, stu- hilarious. It's so childish, on. it's so demeaning. Yeah. And it's and,
1: like it's like in the '90s when MTV would blur out Alicia Silverstone giving the finger, and her finger exactly, would be blurry. Yeah. Yes,
0: on MTV of all things, right? And and yeah. they, 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 it's like so they're getting punished that way. They're being demonetized for specious claims of sexual content. It's like people, especially women, you know, anything you do, if you if if there's if you, if you show up in a bra, a sports bra, it's like it's called. It's you, then the age gate applies to you. It's like and then it's like this is happening at the same fucking time. Like, I think the apocalypse is this drunken, capricious god, you know, YouTube, this 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 mad deity sitting up in the heavens, throwing thunderbolts down at at humans on islands somewhere, setting off volcanoes just at a caprice. It's it's the unacknowledged stranglehold that it has on all the Western entertainment, because, again, we you know, people don't talk about this enough, but there's look, there's TikTok and there's all the other television. Television has been YouTube for years, and it's going to continue to be television to un- countless generations of people to come. We're still fighting over Paramount Plus versus Apple Plus. That's all bullshit. It's fucking YouTube, and it has been. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a completely different angle here.
1: And by the way, I don't see the—I gotta disagree with you, man. I see the comparison to Warhol, Lichtenstein, all that in terms of, you know, this is what art has become— to a large extent, is remixing things. Or can, or can, things, can be,
0: but, can be, yes. Uh,
1: it can, not well, to a large extent. But like, this is, but it's, the referent was obvious in those. I don't see the referent here. I don't look at this and go, oh, he got that toilet from here. He got that face from here. It's the techniques he's using that seem to be, quote unquote, a ripoff. I mean, part of what annoys us about Lichtenstein, part of what, I like Warhol, I like the soup cans better than that, is it seemed like they were just, the entire thing was like, I'm taking shit and making it into art and I don't you know which is insulting to the people who work to design that soup can and obviously we take it we take offense because we're comic book guys insulting to John Romita and Russ Heath etc the people whose panels Roy Lichtenstein just grabbed and blew up and said now it makes now it's worth something because I said it's worth something and I'm an egomaniac um man he sets me off Roy Lichtenstein really sets me off all right, but I don't agree with you on that. But I'm going to say why I think it's not the apocalypse, all right? Because if we live in a dark world where nothing matters, where shit destroying the world is a joke that makes sense to people, singing toilets is, you know, fodder for popular entertainments that actually makes money and I mean they're talking about making a live action movie of this now, and probably will happen. You know, singing toilets violently battling living embodiments of surveillance culture. If this is the height of art in the 21st century, at least it's creative. At least it's well done. At least it's original. So yes, if we live in a world of shit, at least we can live a world of sh- of high efforts entertaining shit
0: we never take into consideration about who's behind the camera this series puts a focus on that physically manifesting the man behind the camera into
1: a literal camera man
0: all right now it's almost time to uh pack up the uh pack up the table put everything back in the case and get back on the road stop selling globes and bibles move on to the next place uh, so let's talk about jealousy my friend uh what feelings of jealousy if any did this inspire inside of you
1: how, how do you think the globe business is doing these days? Because they're they're still popular as decorative items, right?
0: Uh, popular is one. It can have educational value. one term. Well,
1: how, right. Okay, but here's what I'm wondering. Like globe sales, right? Globe, I'd love to see a chart over the last 100 years of globe sales. When do they peak? They probably peaked in the Cold War, right?
0: Yeah, I would think so.
1: They probably peaked during times of war. Uh-huh. Right, so they probably peaked during the first Gulf War, or second Gulf War, but by okay. now, you think it's peaking and people are looking for Ukraine and and Israel.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they're just strictly Globes. like you say, they're objet d'art. Or my personal favorite yeah. is the globe that becomes a sideboard. It like it's hinged and there's vodka and whiskey inside of it. I like that that globe. Yes.
1: Yeah. You got to get... That's really old school, man. You got to get one of those. I do got to get one Where do you keep your booze now? Do you have a liquor cabinet? Uh, yes. No, I whatever?
0: do. I have a shelf and it has at least six bottles of whiskey at any time.
1: So funny story, folks. When the first time Bill met my parents, he and I traveled to Boston together. We both lived in New York. He was helping me with a film project. And my parents live in Boston. We stayed at my parents' place. So we get to their place at like 10 o'clock at night. And Bill and my dad are chatting, getting to know each other. And my dad says... My dad's having a having a glass of lemonade. He's like, "Bill, you want some lemonade?" My, and Bill goes, "You got anything stronger?" And my parents drink wine; they don't drink liquor, but they have one of those ancient liquor cabinets they bought in like the seventies. So, like, he dug out a what? What do you think he
0: drank? Was it Scotch? Was yeah, it, it was, like whiskey? It was. Uh, it was Walker. Yeah,
1: yeah. He dug out a bottle of Johnny Walker that probably had not been opened since nineteen eighty-seven.
0: So <laughs> it was the flavor of the eighties. It was great.
1: Yeah, flavor of the eighties. So I just love. You got you got anything stronger? Uh, all right. And what's amazing is we were 16 years old. That's no, true. Yeah. Um, what the hell did you ask me? Oh, about the
0: skin. <laughs> no, no, jealousy. Are you, are you jealous? Oh, yeah.
1: It's a, what the hell did you ask me? Oh, about jealousy. Yeah. Uh, I am only jealous that this jerk off is sitting in his basement making these videos. that actually look good and entertaining and creative to me. And I can't do that. I don't have those tech skills. I, I make my own stuff for my business, but... It's very rudimentary. You know, I, I get help when I need something not rudimentary. And I wish I had the patience or knowledge or whatever to be as good an animator as this guy. And apparently he's not that good. But from my layman's point of view, I think it looks pretty damn good.
0: I mean, it's the, funny. The, the clicks bear him out. Really, we can't argue about the, the cl- pull, I mean, know? I
1: mean, I, again, I think it's funny. I think it's original. I mean, I don't think this guy is Warhol. Uh, he's better than Lichtenstein. Um, man, I really—I once made a list like who are the greatest villains in comic book history, and like he's on the list, like him and like Frederick Wortham. Um, so yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I wish I had this guy's talent, which apparently isn't even that much. It, so it, it shows you what I aspire to.
0: <laughs> okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, no, no, it just it was abrupt, and I I like the abruptness. It's good. Okay. Well, me and my friends used to scribble with ballpoint pens ourselves. Any number of cartoons and comics in 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 lined notebooks and marble covered notebooks during school when we should have been paying attention to chemistry and shit like that. We um, drew reconstituted characters from Marvel and DC. You know, people that were clearly inspired by um, either the Punisher or or you know Iron Man that sort of thing.
1: Which, yes, the Punisher, icon of of Trump loving values. the Yeah, police,
0: police. Yeah, police, uh, yeah support yeah. the blue. It's he loved Punisher. the police.
1: Oh my god, no one supported the police more than
0: the Frank Castle. And yet. Punisher. So the thing is, is that these images were, you know, to change just barely, and and they they were unconsciously, you know, uh, uh, trying to step in, you know, into the adventures. It's essentially what this was. It was it was wish fulfillment. It was graphomania. It was, you know, and I didn't continue this drawing uh, as it went on. But it's like as, as a, you know, sort of a t- toy and comic book fiction, cartoony type person. It was, you know, absolutely irresistible to try to play the game. Um, we were never held as geniuses. And we were never seen by billions of people throughout the world from exotic cultures and all these different languages. And it's like the things I did in notebooks, the marginalia was not worthy of that. I don't care if it was semi-inspired or 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 not inspired at all or from sort of outsider art and again i don't know if this if this considers if you can consider what this guy um is doing you know uh if it's outsider art if you, you you can hang that on it maybe you can i don't know uh but there is there is some sort of basis of this guy doing his own thing presumably because he's got his own mad imperative to do it and everything came later the sort of like likes came after he decided to do it that's that's impressive, you know. I mean, I, I I'm gonna hold the, the the quantity of likes or at least the scale. We're talking about how useful the the, the the clicking and the engagement is, but you can't argue that people actually enjoy this. And you know, that's this can't
1: Wait, you can't argue that people actually enjoy this. So you're saying people don't enjoy this?
0: No, 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 no. I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying. Oh, it's like, you're
1: saying you can't deny
0: that people yeah, actually enjoy. this. Yeah, I see. Know, no, you can't.
1: I enjoyed this. I'm probably not gonna watch it again, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. So, all
0: right. So, what about the uh, Fallopian scale of uh, things? On yes, the
1: Fallopian scale. All right. So, actually, this reminded me a lot of our topic, a scant two weeks ago. Please don't destroy the the legend of Foggy Mountain. The treasure of Foggy Mountain is that what yes. it's called?
0: Treasure, treasure. Yeah.
1: Right. How I went into that expecting to be ah kids and their garbage, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't bad. You know, it's it's high effort and it's reasonably entertaining. So I started there, and then I. This is the X, Y, Z axis, folks. And then I subtract something that reminded me of in terms of remix culture in terms of randomness and weirdness, flex seal. Remember the flex seal memes? Yes, I do. I mean, this is a lot better than that. It's a lot more creative than that. So please don't destroy minus flex seal plus, oh, I'm sorry, times.
0: <laughs> There's a big 1. difference between eight. those two factors. Yeah, yes. you got it.
1: Sorry, you got you to redo, slide your abacus and, and fix that. So please don't destroy minus flex seal times 1.8 plus 0. 0.41.
0: Uh, you said abacus, but I think what I used to count are those little things above the pool table. You know, the little thing you slide back and forth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The billiard, yeah. I, I, I don't once watched, there's a that, name for those things.
1: Have you ever, I, I don't think that's pool. I think that's strictly speaking billiards. Have you ever played or watched people play billiards where they're just shooting mm. balls around on a pool table with no pockets?
0: Uh, no, actually, that sounds very, that sounds bizarre and scary. I don't think I, I
1: used to it. go to a pool hall in Queens where like people play pool, and then there were snooker tables. I played snooker a few times. I, school, I, I believe it's pronounced
0: snooker. I've even heard um, for my right. English friends. Yeah,
1: billiards is just technically because technically pool is pocket billiards, yes. right? Yes. So, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? I saw these two guys speaking Chinese shooting balls around on a table with no pockets and moving those little slider things. How do you learn
0: that? I don't know, man. Hey, you want to hear what Mysteries what's, abound. Here's okay. what's ironic, by the way. I have Flex Seal written yeah. right here. I have Flex Seal as my reference. It's
1: not ironic, dude. It's no I know. Not we we usually don't there. hit that's the same Believe
0: it or not, we usually yeah. don't hit the same uh, reference. Oh, well,
1: but that's not ironic, is your point is I, Oh, so you say it's ironic because we usually don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, hit yeah, the same yeah,
0: things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh yeah,
1: I'm not sure that's ironic, but okay.
0: You know what I'm saying. I right, get, get 10,000
1: spoons when all you need is a knife. That's ironic.
0: Uh, I also thought I, there was a little hint of the Game Stonks thing in here in terms of like yes. weird memory yes. and, and the sort of pop, yes. the, the, the kind of pop traction, the thing, you know, like essentially dragging a giant, almost like, yeah, that dragged a business through it. It was like saving AMC's fortunes. Not that this is doing anything remotely sort of white hat kind of shit, but it is the sort of the size and the weird community. Irony of it is, is, is what's strange. So, yeah. Flexia was weird. That's that was a weird thing. I can't. Believe it was you know. weird.
1: I mean, it was kind of funny, but I feel like this is a step. it was similar. You're right, but this is a step up from it. I mean, I got to be honest. I like this. I don't think there's that much to it from a entertaining Noah standpoint. But you know, I want to see what this guy does next. Let's, I'm serious. Let's see if it's that kind you of know.
0: world. Who knows? You know.
1: <laughs> see if there is a world. We'll all be flushed down seeing toilets all right you know. and
0: if anybody like sometimes i'm as shocked as anybody to know that we did these topics in the past or at least the thing I, I think we did a topic and it turns out we did not actually do a show on it really if, if you want to go back by the way and look at the list you can
1: find out for yourself yeah first. that's what what, what a pivot yeah, thank what you pivot, thank you friend.
0: good job what a segway uh, find past episodes on apple podcast soundcloud yeah. google play tweet to us at no and bill show write to us no and bill don't get it gmail.com Give us a review on the aggregators. That's how people find other people's podcasts. It's essentially the heat of algorithm, which we are losing the game miserably. Uh, I am on Twitter. <laughs> at hey, William- don't
1: give away. Don't give away the secrets, yeah. man. I, you know, fake it till you make it. Come
0: on. At William Scurry on Twitter and some variant thereof on, on Insta, on uh, Blue Sky, on Facebook, on all, on all the stuff that you want to find friendly faces on. And Noah, he's also available. He's also a friendly face.
1: I'm a friendly voice in this case. Uh, learn about me at BigQuizThing.com, America's premier provider of corporate and private live trivia events in- person virtual and hybrid all over the country and beyond and as I mentioned oof, busy month for us I gotta I gotta leave you in a moment Bill I gotta get back to work. This is a work weekend
0: I, I, I dismiss uh, you
1: other than a Hanukkah party tonight, but um, you know we're booking for the new year plenty of uh, the end of December as always is open we, we you know what we like to do in the last couple weeks of December once all the holiday parties have wrapped is people sort of have personal parties they have like friends over for the holidays and play a game so if you got the kind of pockets where you're willing to hire entertainment to come to your home and entertain your friends your family or we could even just do it online uh, go to BigQuizzing.com. we'd love to help you out with that or uh, book us for the new year get the, a the, personal, fi- the finest and skibbity trivia no obligation finest and I, I might write a question about skibbity toilets for one of the kids events I have coming up Uh, so, yeah, you know, learn how we can bring trivia fun to any gathering, uh, in the waning days of 2023 or in 2024 or even beyond bigquisting.com. All
0: right, everybody. So until our uh, podcast here is is flushed down a singing toilet, we we don't don't
1: get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.